do us a quick favor guys hit the follow subscribe button share this with someone who would benefit from it and help us grow as the more we grow the better the episodes we'll get thanks guys for helping us and let's get into the episode it comes through planning it comes through calculation it comes through meticulous perspicacity through anything that you know and i think that when you start to think of life like a chessboard you start to analyze, you become much more critically aware and you start to calculate with every single move you make. If we're started to bring this awareness, we will start to be more efficient with our time, we'll start to be more adaptable and we'll change more. Every single move we want to be taking with a positive skew. If we're able to do that on the chessboard, we're able to do that in life. Think ahead, plan ahead, adapt, evolve and choose wisely, be calculated. Critical thinking, it's a very, very valuable skill. He's here. He is here. Cristiano has entered the building. Welcome, wherever you are, to the Old Trafford Theatre. Welcome to this episode of Sculpt the Podcast. In this episode, we are going through what is your next five moves. So, what does this mean? What's your next five moves? This is a chess reference. What are your next five moods on the chessboard? Now, I do this for myself. Subconsciously, I've been doing it for a long time. Although, recently, through a good book that I've read, which I can recommend to you, it's by Patrick Bethdale, and it is called What's Your Next Five Moves? This is an important part of strategy. This is an important part of calculation. And it could be, let's say, integrated through different parameters. So, firstly, the chessboard. The chessboard represents our life. What do we have to do to win the game? What do we have to do to win life? First of all, we assess the chessboard. Then, we make the next best move. Plan. Think ahead. Thinking all of the possibilities through. And being calculated. At the end of the day, at the end of the chessboard, at the end of life, if you don't achieve the results that you want, it is because you made a mistake somewhere. If I lose a game of chess, I know that somewhere on the board, I have taken the wrong move. Every action I make is my decision and it's my fault just like in chess now i won't go into influence i won't go into all of the previous things that i've mentioned before but at its basic methodology every action i take is my fault so the next five moves can be broken into two different sub topics that could be short-term moves, which equate to a greater move on the chessboard, or it could be broken down to the great moves on the chessboard. So, the power of short-term moves, what that is. So, building momentum, just like in chess, strategic moves in life will enable you to create momentum forwards. So, each short-term move will build upon the previous one 
So when I move a pawn on the chessboard and I bring my queen out, it is built upon the movement of the initial move from my pawn. So when you take that queen out, when you move a chess piece forwards, you are propelling yourself in alignment to the vision of where you want to go. So the course correction of a short-term move makes you, it enables you to, let's say, constantly evaluate and adjust your strategies. So when I take my pawn out, let's go F3. I don't even, I don't have a chessboard in front of me, but let's say for the sake of this video, I go F3. And then the opponent, you know what they do? They chuck out the most crazy thing ever and they take my piece whatever it is a few moves in they take my piece what that allows me to do is this serves as an opportunity to correct what i have done it allows me to adapt and to change the moves that i will now take to secure the next win to make that next best move so you're you're allowing yourself with these short-term moves to be corrected, to re-strategize. And you have to be flexible with your approach. You have to adjust with your approach because you can't control the opponent's decision. Although you can influence it, you can't control it. So when you are able to analyze every single move that you've made and you're able to analyze all of the moves of which you may be able to make in the future, you start to bring awareness to this. So when you make a move, every time you make it, it's either getting you closer to where you want to go or further from where you want to go. So each step enables you to assess your movements. It enables you to assess your past movements or strategize for your future movements. So analyze how you got there. That's the main thing. Analyze how you got there. Was it because of their move or was it because of my strategy? Now, analyze the best next move forwards. That goes in the big moves, that goes in the short moves. Seizing opportunities. You know, life will always win. Life is full of unexpected things and they can arise at any moment and that that is life. It sucks, but that's life. But life can also throw you brilliant opportunities for you to pounce. These calculated short-term moves can get you into position for you to execute or exploit any weaknesses. What that could look like is let's say someone makes a pawn move which exposes their king, let's say it exposes their king and your queen's out and let's say that you've trapped uh, and you've, you've pinned one of their pieces so that they can't move and you're pinning the king with your next move. You've exploited... No, you have exploited them. You've seen a situation and you've exploited it. And this is enabling you to make the next best move. Life will throw you these short-term wins. And all of the moves of which you've done prior have gotten you to this short-term win. So your short-term moves will get you closer to your big-term moves. Now... This comes into the art of timing and planning. Timing plays a crucial role in both chess and life. 
Recognizing opportunities and moments can lead to success, but also taking attractive moves, such as taking the queen, may lead to a compromisation later down the path. So if I take someone's queen, let's say they can take my queen immediately back. And with that bishop that they've taken my queen with, they're able to pin my king. Well, that attractive move of me taking their queen has actually compromised me in my next move so that I can't move my uh, my king. And if I move a more valuable piece to block that check, I then lose my most, I lose a valuable piece and then they execute and get my valuable piece that I put in the way. And now they've pinned me, then all they need is another move or maybe they've already checkmated me. This is how life can work. If you take an attractive piece that you may think will help you, if you don't think five steps ahead, you've actually self-inflicted yourself with a negative outcome. So when you're able to plan several moves ahead in chess, it translates to setting goals and outlining a roadmap for yourself. So sacrifices may be necessary in the short term. Now that could look like on the flip side of that person sacrificing their queen to pin the king, you could be that person. You might have to sacrifice your queen to pin the king. You might have to sacrifice a bishop. You know what? The pawns are there for sacrifices a lot of times. But you know what? A really good pawn can also win you the game. So incorporating, incorporating strategic thinking for chess empowers critical thinking in real life execution. So being adaptable and resilient in life translates to the chessboard quite well. So sharpening your mental sword equips you with critical thinking. This enables you to assess situations, to adapt to changing circumstances. You're able to anticipate your opponent's moves and adjust to their strategy accordingly, which is strategic thinking, which enables you to navigate the challenge. You can seize opportunities and make calculated decisions of which lead to success. Now, this is important, okay? When I'm able to have a strategy, but this strategy gets cut down, then I strategize again. I think, what's my next five moves? When you start thinking like this, your habits, your critical thinking will grow exponentially. You become much smarter. Your awareness grows. Your critical thinking grows. You become much more calculated. When you think like this, you gain a lot of knowledge. So, thinking ahead to execute your vision, thinking several moves ahead in chess helps you create a winning strategy, which should be evident for most people who have played chess before. Now, in January of this year, this was when I first taught myself chess. Previously, I played chess with my dad a little bit um, when I was younger, although... I never got to a great point. I was I was pretty okay. I don't think I ever got to beat my dad. My dad was pretty good at chess. Although in in January, and I think this, this happened a lot. I don't know why, but a lot of people started taking up chess in January. I think actually there was quite a big YouTuber that did quite well. And he was always talking about Magnus Carlsen. I don't even know if that's his name, but um, not the YouTuber, but the, the brand master chess guy who recently got debunked, I think. But in January, I've taught myself chess and I've been learning it ever since because I thought that um, it, it can relate to life quite a lot. And when I heard Patrick Bethday talking about your next five moves, it, it, it coincided quite well. 
So when you start to apply this concept to life by envisioning your long-term vision and goals, you start to create a plan. You start to execute on this plan. You start to think more critically. You start to think more calculated. You start to think about all of the possibilities of which may come, right? So when you start to think of all of the challenges and possibilities that may come, you start to adapt and evolve around them. You start to create paths of which maybe you never thought you needed to take, although now because of the opponent's next move, you have to take them. You know what? You have to execute this with extreme excellence. You have to execute it with maybe a little bit of vulnerability. Maybe it has to put your queen out a little bit just so that you can, you know, get that next move. Set it as a bait. You know what? You have to get rid of it. Okay, they've taken it, but now you've put yourself in a better place because you've put this piece here and that piece there, which have then pinned this piece. This is how you start to fit. That's excellent. Critical think. So if we think about the, the let's say, the, the, the small moves. So your next five moves can either be your small moves, your short-term moves, right? So when we're referring to your short-term moves, let's say 25 short-term moves, which could be five wins or it could be zero wins. It could be two out of five wins, could be three out of five wins, whatever your short-term moves are in that vision at that time, because you only have five real big moves in your life. When I plan out my life, I have only five big moves. And you know what? That end move of me checkmating that, uh, that, that king is in vain and sets the tone for all of my previous four moves. So you only get five big moves in life. And in chess, you can, you can win an even less than five moves, I'm pretty sure. But you know what? My, my next five moves of life, if I want to conquer the chessboard, if I want to conquer life, my next five moves aren't just derived by my next five moves. They're derived by the actions of which my opponent takes. Therefore, my short-term moves calculate and construct my big move every time I make it. So what that could look like is when I get a win from my short-term moves, three out of five, so what that would be is that 15 out of 25 moves I win, that's one big move on the chessboard. That gets me close to where I want to go. Maybe it's not gonna get me to my one out of five of where I need to go to win the chessboard, but maybe that's like, okay, now there's 10 possibilities. Now I have to make 10 moves for my big plan. But that's fine. Maybe life won't be that easy. Maybe you won't be able to execute life in only five moves. Maybe you have to execute your life in 25 moves. And that's being derived from much more challenges in your short-term moves. Let's say that's thousands of short-term moves that you've had to make to get your 10, 20, 30 moves to actually win the game of chess. You know what? I think that person who makes those more, makes more mistakes and makes more moves, short-term moves, they get closer to that long-term goal because they've developed more character. So what I can encourage you to do is make the decisions that will align with your desired outcome. So when you look at your long-term plan, you have to think about how you will be mentally when you want to execute this. So looking at that, when I think about my third move and my big, my big chessboard, and I'm not going to tell you any of my moves right now, my big five moves that I've planned out for myself, it would be silly for me to tell anyone that because when I think about a chess game and I'm telling my opponent the next five moves that I'm taking, my next five moves will be completely irrelevant as soon as they move one piece because what they're going to do is they're going to make sure that my five moves are unplayable. They want to make sure that 
even the end goal of what I achieve is not even feasible. So what they're going to do is make sure that nothing is possible. So you're not going to know my next five moves. So going into the fact of where you have to evaluate your next five moves, you have to think about where you will be when you make each big move in your life. So will I have family? Um, I do have family. I mean, will I have wife and kids when I make my second move in life? Therefore, I have to compensate for that. And will you be willing to sacrifice the things for this vision in X amount of years? So you have to think really, really deeply ahead. So if I think about me, if I was to make my next five moves as a 14-year-old child, I would have never considered, you know what, when I make move three, I have to start thinking about my kids because if I spend $100,000 into investing into this company and I have only $2,000 to live with every week, but I have kids, that's just not going to work. So when you start calculating your moves, you have to be in a place where you can start feasibly uh, gaining awareness of where you might be when you have to make those moves. So you have to be very, very calculated here. What I want to emphasize is the importance of proactive thinking and planning for future success. And now what I can go into is the analogies of chess and life. And I've got the written down here. So I'll read them out to you. So life is like a chessboard. Every move counts and each decision we make determines our position and potential for success, which also flips, right? So every move that I make... As I've said, I'm responsible for, therefore I bear the, the consequences, good or bad. If I make a good move that gets me close to winning the game, I will take complete responsibility for making that move. But also, if I make a move that takes me further away, and I don't reap the reward for that move, I am taking responsibility for that because I have set my opponent's move, and I've taken the wrong move accordance to the board at the time. I didn't make the best move on the board, therefore that is my fault. Now, it doesn't have to be a horrible thing. It doesn't have to be a negative thing. But taking responsibility for that puts me in a better position to take that next move. Because if I don't think that's my fault, then I've given up. So if you take responsibility for every single move, you start thinking accountability. You start going to the direction you want to go. Timing and patience. So just like chess, timing is crucial in life. Sometimes waiting for the right movement to make a move can lead to greater opportunities and outcome. And again, flipping that taking the different move or the wrong move where I sacrifice the wrong piece at the wrong time or I take the right piece at the wrong time, it could lead to jeopardization. So if sacrifice for greater gain when you have chess and you're sacrificing a piece, it can be strategic to move and gain an advantage. So similarly, similarly, in life, sacrificing short-term comfort or immediate gratification can lead to long-term success and personal growth. So planning and strategy, successful chess players plan their moves. They do it in advance and they adapt to their opponent. When I think of the grand uh, chess masters and I think, are they actually planning their moves? They can't typically plan too much ahead because they have to adapt from what their opponent is doing. In chess, you can have techniques and strategies, although... Those go out the window as soon as your opponents start taking charge and start strategizing themselves. So you have to be adaptable. And you have to plan and strategize to adapt. And that's because every movie is based on your opponents. 
So you have to navigate unforeseen circumstances and make the most out of those situations. When we think about the chessboard, every single piece can correlate to a life, uh, a life piece, essentially. So when we think about the king, the king represents our ultimate goal or purpose in life. So it requires protection and prioritization. The queen symbolizes trusted allies, mentors, or confidence who provide support and guidance. These are important. These people aren't people who you want to typically sacrifice, right? Just like in the game of chess, when you sacrifice a queen, most people are at a severe disadvantage. So when you sacrifice a queen, you must do it for the right reason. And that doesn't come with, you know, I'm sacrificing my mentor, therefore I'm getting rid of them completely. That's maybe because if I get rid of this mentor, it puts me in a better position to execute this. Now, of course, this is a very situational. Saying that you have to sacrifice a queen in every single game would be very ignorant. Having your chess pieces in line, having your queen, let's say nine out of 10 games you can win or you will win with your queen, one out of 10 you won't. Okay, that's fine. So one out of 10 times you might have to sacrifice a queen to win again. But let's say nine out of 10 times, you probably won't have to sacrifice your queen. In fact, your queen will probably be your biggest asset. Brooks. They signify close friends and family who offer stability and strong foundation. They can move they're quite, quite well. They're, they're very, very important, right? Knights. They represent your mentors, coaches, or advisors who bring new perspective and help overcome obstacles. When we think about our knights, how do they move? They move in L's. Okay. They, they also can move backwards. Now, that's an important one because no other chess piece moves backwards like our knights do. That's important. So when we think about two steps back, four steps forwards, one step back, two steps forwards, our knights can do this. Our coaches can do this. Let's say we advance one of our knights then we take them back to the same spot of which they came from. Okay, that's okay. We move on. Okay. We have to think calculated. Bishops, they serve as a, as, as, as a guide, right? They can offer guidance. They can, they can be there for advice, things like this. Pawns, they probably... And, and they, they can, I think, most most indefinitely reflect the people who we encounter day to day life. We don't put too much value on them, although we definitely learn lessons from them. If I learn from every single pawn in my chess piece, in my chess board, then I will learn for them. And I've sacrificed them. I don't need them anymore, but you know what? They help me get to where I want to go. But again, each piece here, and especially a pawn. Now, they all have their own value, but a pawn, as much as it could be no use to you in a chess game, which probably wouldn't be, it can also be a very important piece because as soon as you progress your pawn to the end line of the other opponent's uh, board, what does that piece come? You can choose for that piece to become a queen. So that pawn has progressed. It's now become your most valuable asset. Now you've got two queens on your board. That's pretty crazy. So your pawn, if it takes the right path, if it gets protected enough, or maybe if it gets ignored enough, that could be someone in your life who you've completely ignored and you've written off. But you know what? 10 years later, they've come up and they're your most powerful piece. 
that's brilliant. Now, you can't neglect those people. You still have to nurture that. Just like you don't, if you want to get that piece to the other side of the chessboard, you wouldn't get rid of it. Because as soon as you get rid of it and sacrifice it, that opportunity for it to become a queen is eradicated. So if you think about the amount of pawns that you have on the board is a potential X amount of queens, maybe in a game you can only ever get one pawn or two pawns to ever become a queen. Therefore, you have to choose wisely of who you sacrifice and who you nurture. So when you choose to nurture two, uh, two pawns throughout your path and they become your queen, now you've got two very, very powerful pieces. Three very, very powerful pieces, including your original queen. So when you choose wisely and you start to nurture the relationships with specific people who you may encounter day to day life, they could become your most valuable asset. So what I want to leave you guys with, which is the main message of your next five moves, it comes through planning, it comes through calculation, it comes through meticulous perspicacity through anything that you know. And I think that when you start to think of life like a chessboard, you start to analyze, you become much more critically, uh, critically aware and you start to calculate with every single move you make. If we're starting to bring this awareness, we will start to be more efficient with our time, we'll start to be more adaptable and we'll change more. Every single move, we want to be taking with a positive skew. If we're able to do that in life, or if we're able to do that on the chessboard, we're able to do that in life. Think ahead, plan ahead, adapt, evolve, and choose wisely. Be calculated. Critical thinking. It's a very, very valuable skill.